Young man, there's no need to be down. I said, young man, pack your bags, get out of town. Because young man, you're off to Inter Milan. It scanned better in my head. This show is brought to you by the princely sum of Ashley Young. It's amazing what £1.28 million will get you nowadays. This is Friday's The Athletic Transfer Daily. I'm Caroline Barker and coming up eight and a half years and all you got me was 1.5 million euros. See, sounds more in euros. I'd have paid double that for Ashley Young. He's off to Inter Milan to whip some crosses in for Lukaku and bag a Serie A title. That's how it will go. And it all means that Harry Maguire is the new Manchester United captain. Things you love to see. We'll talk maybe a bit about that later, but we will go large on the WSL transfer window that's only got a few days left. And we'll try and answer some of your questions from hashtag Transfer Daily. We're going to start today, though, with Wayne Rooney's Derby TM. We can call it that because it was trending for ages. So if Twitter and social media makes it so... Then it's so. They're now in a spot bother with the EFL charged with a breach of spending rules. But should it actually be Ryan Conway's Derby TM? He joins the transfer daily now. And there's not a moment, Ryan, when you don't have your, your head at the moment out of Derby County, as it were. <laughs> yeah, first and foremost, it should be Ryan Conway's Derby County. Um, I think that me and Rooney are maybe neck and neck for the best signing of that uh, this club <laughs> has, has, has made. Um, yeah, it's been... It's been a crazy six months. I, I put on Twitter last night basically everything that has happened since I started covering the club, and it has been absolutely insane. And this is just the, I don't know, what's the what's the opposite of the icing on the cake? <laughs> uh, the tip of the top of the icing on the cake with the cherry uh, and everything else sweet that we shouldn't eat, probably. The, the reason you're on is obviously you're a delight, but, but also because it's the transfer daily, right? So how has everything that's happened over the last 12 months affected transfers when it comes to Derby and how could the latest goings on affect it? Well um, firstly it's the investment that they're seeking has uh, seemingly delayed any business that the club um, is looking to do. Philip Cock who has spoken uh, a few times saying that he he wanted his business done early in an ideal world he would have got his business done done early yesterday at his his press conference before the whole game you know, he basically <laughs> shrugged and just sort of said, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, they, they're chasing, we know they're chasing two two positions. They want to fill um, a position in, in defence uh, and they want to fill a position further up, up the pitch. It's not been, it's not been a great window, to be to be fair. They, they already wanted one play through the door and they hope to get a player signed this week. That's not happened. It now looks like it'll be next week. Um but Koku was instructed that the team move on to other targets. How part of that is Koku? Are they his decisions on the players that come in? It's really difficult to, to, to tell. The noises that, that Mel Morris has been making is that Koku has been influential in identifying the targets. Um, before Wayne Rooney made his debut uh, against Barnsley, um, Mel was was sort of doing the rounds with the with the media. He spoke on, uh, on Talk Sport, I believe it was, um, and indicated that the club has you know Philip had identified his targets well in advance and the club was doing their best to 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 act upon those Koku spoke after the Wigan game and said that the club had actually already started identifying targets for the summer as well so it seems that he is very influential in that process which leads me on to where's Wayne Rooney's influence in all of this because that was clearly seen to be one of Mel's buys as it were 
Yeah, um, on the pitch, he's been very useful because they now have a player who can unlock defences. Um, and that's always always handy. I mean, they've they've not really had a player with his passing range since, since Tom Huddleston got injured at the start of, of October. Um, you know, just be able to, to, to spot a pass really quickly and, and, and deliver the ball on time and where it needs to be. Um, they've been very workmanlike without a playmaker. So in that regard, he's been outstanding. Off the pitch, he's sort of, you know, this player-coach role um, however you want to, however you want to dress it up, because all everything, every time he speaks, he makes he makes it clear that he's a that he's a player. Um, but they have got him doing some coaching, I, I guess, using that term loosely. Um, he's helping analyze uh, clips that. So every Monday they have a video session. Wayne Rooney is part of the coaching staff that will help help pick the clips and analyze the clips with the with the players, and that is as far as his coaching involvement goes, as I'm aware. <laughs> And on the subject of the club sponsors, Ryan, um, David Ornstein, Daniel Taylor, they spoke about clubs having to be a bit more creative, shall we say, in, in trying to get some more money into to get these these transfers in, to get the sponsors on on board. This model that Derby have with, with their sponsor, can can you see this being something that's rolled out further? I mean, if it means you get players like Wayne Rooney, I think some I think some clubs would 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 try their would try their luck. The the deal with with thirty two red in relation to Rooney. Let's sort of handle that first, um, because it's the thing that that's sort of caused the the most uproar. Is that Derby activated what's known as a star player clause in their deal with with thirty two red, um, which gave them an extra one point five million um, in funding. Now I, I don't know how that is divvied up. If it's given sort of five hundred thousand per you know whatever. Um, I don't. I don't know. I just know that the, the figure is 1.5 million extra that they get for activating the star player clause. They also received it when they activated the clause when Frank Lampard came in as manager. Although, funnily enough, turned it down when they signed Ashley Cole. So yeah, there's there's that to there's that to consider. And obviously, Preston North End are not happy with this at, at all. Um, and Middlesbrough are not are not very happy with anything Derby do at the moment. So yeah, their feathers are, are ruffled as well. It's. It seems sort of purely on a you know club and sponsor negotiation basis. You know, every, not every club will have this because presumably not every club will negotiate will have negotiated this with um, thirty two red. So I imagine if it is legal and it's allowed to continue going forward, why why wouldn't other clubs try and mimic that? We, we're we're seeing it now as the fallout of the stadium sale, but you know other other clubs will just. Try and try and find any loophole they can, and it is. It's about the sustainability of their club. If you don't have parachute payments coming down from the Premier League, um, like Huddersfield have have got at the moment, um, like Middlesbrough had not too long not too long ago. So yeah, I can, I I can I can see it happening because owners will 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 willingly take will take that risk. Has it has it annoyed you, or are you absolutely in love with the fact that all the attention is now on on your team, as it were, the team that you you followed that you covered. Everyone now wants to talk about them. It's strange because obviously I'm 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 new to the new to the gig, um, but you get a little bit territorial uh, because I, I you know I've sharp I've elbows. Yeah, I've I've followed them sort of home and home and away, and when I, like I mean the press box was absolutely bursting at the seams for Barnsley at home, and we, you know, and you're essentially sat there going, "This is seventeenth against bottom of the league," and the press box is overflowing with people. It was. 
it was insane, you know, <laughs> spotting people who, you know, very well-respected journos, but I'm looking around thinking, hang on, where, where, where are you when we were getting beat by Blackburn? Say it, say it, but, you know, so you get, you get a little bit, a little bit territorial, but uh, on, on the other, on the other hand, it's, um, it's pretty good. Um, although the, 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 the food goes a lot, a lot quicker but yeah it's um i think for a young journal i think for a young journal like me it's good to feel that buzz of a packed press box you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter the the occasion or the environment you know having that having that buzz around you is is, is pretty good because you know that's sort of a little snapshot of what the pinnacle of, of football in presses can look like i guess <laughs> And, and and the joy, of course, is if it is a cold night against Blackburn, the more of you in there, the better to warm each other up. What now then? Clearly, given that we are recording this before a Derby statement comes out, that they're, they're angry about all that's happened with the EFL, aren't they? But but what if it really does impact on on their promotion up and and through the championship financially? How could that stuff them? Everyone sort of prepares for the worst, but prays for the best with this kind of this kind of stuff. I guess sort of you know if you're a, a fan or. Even as as us as, as as journalists, you sort of think, right? What's the worst case scenario? Because the best case scenario is it just sort of you know Derby winning goes away, um, but just as a as, as a guideline, this feels similar to what Sheffield Wednesday were charged with in November. Um, they have since um, um, sued the the EFL. They've put um, charges to to the EFL, and now it's going to arbitration. The arbitrators are yet to be selected. Is is my understanding? Uh, Derby could be penalised as much as twenty one points. Now I I gotta stress that that is the just the very very worst case scenario. But you know it is still a scenario, so we've got to say it. The more likely thing is mm, nine points, which is what Birmingham were levelled with after their FFP breach. Um, that would put them one spot, uh, one point, sorry, above the relegation zone. Um, in terms of financially, I mean. If they were to go down, we know the impacts of of, of that. Um, the sponsorship deal with Thirty Two Red, as I understand it, is being um, oh the, the Thirty Two Red will make a decision once all of this has played out. Um, I mean the the discrepancy, from what I am told, the discrepancy is solely over the sale of Pride Park. So Mel Morris sold it to himself at a valuation of eighty million. Um, we're still trying to find out who valued that. At 80 million because prior to that they had it on their books as an asset worth 41 million I believe um, the EFL have, have now looked at that and basically shaken their heads and gone no no this this is this will this will not do the club are furious they believe that they have done absolutely nothing wrong and stand by their claim that the EFL ratified every step of that independent valuation and um, sale so they will fight this the club will fight this tooth and nail and Mel Morris is not a man to, to back down so it, it could get ugly. It's not going to get quiet at Derby for some time so enjoy that packed press box uh, get there early and, and have your food those are my top tips for you and I know you'll enjoy it anyway. Right, thank you for coming on the show No problem, thank you very much for having me well, thank you to Ryan. I mentioned that this is recorded prior to the Derby Statement Watershed, so follow RJ Conway 92 on Twitter for the latest. Next, some meat on some transfer gossip bones and a few little bits of delight over the last 24 hours. Rhys James has signed a new long-term deal at Chelsea. He's a blue until the summer 
of 2025. Oh, and former Spurs and Norwich defender Ian Culverhouse has signed on as a manager for another two and a half years for Kings Lynn Town in the National League North. You're welcome. Now, I love rumour season, but it does wind people up. So lots of you talking about Ben Chilwell on the transfer daily. Well, Leicester City apparently are eyeing up the Southampton left-back Ryan Bertrand as a potential replacement if Chilwell does head to Chelsea, all part of the merry-go-round. Let's see what Rob Tanner has to say on the matter. At Leicester City, the transfer window has been dominated by the names that have been linked with moves away from King Power Stadium. Most notably, the uh, the talented youngsters James Madison, Ben Chilwell, Chalasunsu. But uh, Brendan Rodgers has repeatedly been asked the question about them and uh, said categorically nobody that he wants to keep will be sold in the January transfer window. It's more likely that if one of them is going to go, it will be in the summer. They have consistently sold at least one player every summer since they won the title in 2016. Also, there's been some reports linking Ross Barkley with West Ham. Roshan Tom's got in touch on this one. Uh, we think Chelsea are open to selling him this year, but would be surprised to see him heading off on loan. Lampard still needs bodies, of course, and doesn't look like they're after any more midfielders this month. Hashtag Transfer Daily for your questions to our reporters up and down the country. And remember the transfer tracker on The Athletic for all the latest. You can have a scroll back to and listen through the last five days on The Athletic Transfer Daily podcast. Uh, all on there. Adam goes all director of traffic. He marshals the writers in the newsroom. That's well worth a listen this week. Well, before our next guest, one of the best bits of news this week came with a 10-year season ticket on offer at Sheffield Wednesday. Who needs one of those, though, when you've got Nancy Frostick on the case? There's been a bit of movement up at Hillsborough this week after Wednesday announced the signing of 20-year-old Manuel Hidalgo from the third tier of Italian football. He's quite highly rated, came through the academy at Benfica. And also Gary Monk said uh, that the club are making some headway on a few other deals. Wednesday looking to bring in a striker. It sounds like Connor Wickham's been been touted as one of the options. Wednesday have lost out on another target, which was Eddie Nketiah. Obviously, he's staying at Arsenal now. So it sounds like they're going to have to look elsewhere. Now, just a few days left of the transfer window in the Women's Super League. January the 23rd, it all peaks. Kieran Taven from The Athletic is all over it. Hello, Caroline. <laughs> I'm getting straight to it because it, it is a matter of urgency with that transfer window looming. What, why is there a difference then in, in the dates, as it were? Yeah, I, I have to be honest. I think it's more just to ensure that clubs can, can kind of get ready and prepared um, as soon as possible. The winter break in the women's game is a little bit different. So um, obviously the Premier League hasn't happened yet. Uh, the women's had theirs over the Christmas period and, and I guess it allows clubs to maybe do a little bit of business and a little bit of work and preparation uh, in the lead up to the opening of the window, which was on the 27th of November. Um, it's just there's not the hype either, Caroline. We don't have the same sort of level of movement. It goes a little bit under the radar, if I'm honest, but uh, it's, a, it's there's certainly some movement that happens. We've seen a few a few transfers occur already and there's probably one or two still in the pipeline. You say a, a lack of hype, but the mere fact that you're doing what you're doing for The Athletic, right? And the fact that we're talking about it now, is it just me or does it seem like there's been more on this? And is that down to Sam Kerr's arrival at, at Chelsea? No, there's definitely more. And I think it, it's a combination of, yes, Sam Kerr's arrival from from Chelsea was was the catalyst. Obviously, it came right at the start of the window. And I think it's just the growing interest, isn't it? You've seen it yourself from the from the, the years that you've covered the women's game. It's 
there is more interest now. There are people that want to know what's happening at their club. We have a, a real privilege at The Athletic to to be able to cover this every day, every week and, and bring news and, and features to, to people who subscribe to our, to our outlet. And uh, the transfer window is something that is relatively new to the women's game and, and it will continue to develop as more people find out about it and as clubs maybe adjust their strategies season after season. Sanka, for those that don't know, I mean, you should know because she's brilliant, but she's a fantastic striker, Australian, coming to, to Chelsea to really boost their prospects this season. Uh, I also saw you tweeting about Kieran wanting a, a draft, perhaps, or whether that would ever happen, because that happens in America, doesn't it, with the women's football? Yeah, it happened uh, yesterday uh, in the United States, the draft, the college draft that mirrors that of of the MLS, obviously the men's competition in the United States, where players uh, will be picked from the college system out in the United States. So the very best young players will will go and get their education, play soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, depending on where you're listening from, um, will play there for, for probably four years. Um, and then when they graduate, uh, they they then have the opportunity to to enter the draft and, and be selected by one of the nine NWSL clubs. I say four years they have to be there. Players now have the option to to, to enter the draft early. Um, Sophia Smith, the, the number one pick who went to the Portland Thorns, actually only completed, I think, two years or maybe three of, of her degree at Stanford University, decided to uh, to miss the final year or two of, of her degree and, and ended up being selected overall as the number one pick. So... Yeah, it's very different over there. I think what it does, it allows for the competition to maybe be a little bit more even. We don't have that mm. that top-heavy situation where money dictates. Uh, I don't think it will ever happen here, Caroline. I think we're, we're too used to the European or the global system outside of the US where money exchanges hands and, and players you know, transfer uh, in a normal way like we see in the men's game. But um, I do like the draft system because it, it's a, it, makes the, it makes it quite interesting and, and makes for an even competition. Yeah, bang goes my chances of ever getting to play in the WSL then. Uh, Kieran, as always, a delight. Go enjoy it. I know it's going to be a manic few days before that transfer window shuts, but thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Caroline. And well worth a read, that piece on Emma Hayes passing 200 games at Chelsea. Seems like a, a low number of games, but as manager in the WSL, so few fixtures as well. It's actually a huge number. You can hear about Karen Carney talking about scouting reports that were fake. There's poetry in there too. Some real insight into the women's game with Kieran and that Emma Hayes piece. Now, we're hanging around on the Ornstein and Chapman podcast feed for the month. And if you want full access to all the articles on The Athletic, including Kieran's work, you can subscribe for a 40% discount by using the promo code UKPOD. That's UKPOD for a 40% discount. Now, before I let you go, I teased you at the start about Ashley Young. Well, let's hear more from Laurie Whitwell on the end of one era and the start of a new at Manchester United. We've got an update today on Ashley Young, who's obviously going over to Inter Milan. Um, he was offered a contract by United um, in, a, in an attempt to sort of keep him at the club for another season, but the offer from Inter Milan includes uh, an additional 12 months on, so he's got 18 months contract from now and then the option of another 12 months, which at his age, the chance to play football uh, in another country consistently and also go for titles is something that clearly he wants to um, to do. So United decided, let's um, agree to a deal now. Um, the fee is about 1.5 million euro, which I guess seems kind of inconsequential in the greater scheme of things, but all the same, um, just make sure that, the, that I think that's a fair representation of the fact that he had six months left on his deal. The 
the captaincy uh, that he had uh, will switch to Harry Maguire. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has confirmed uh, this morning at his press conference. Um, Maguire has been the captain really for, for most of the season, obviously when Young hasn't played. Um, and Solskjaer said he'd been very impressed with his leadership skills um, since he came in the building. Clearly that was one of the reasons why he bought him. Bruno Fernandes' deal still uh, continuing talks. Um, we're led to believe that it's a matter of uh, how much United play up front and in, then in add-ons you've got the Sporting Lisbon want to go back to their supporters with um, a uh, an indication that they've got a very good price for their for their player who's, who's clearly their star player um, albeit they need to sell so United know this so are I guess trying to negotiate down understandably so uh, it might be one that goes a little bit further towards deadline um, with both clubs not really wanting to softening their position but I do believe that you know a, a deal should happen on that front um, it was suggested uh, from Sporting that United might include a player or two Marcus Rojo was mentioned Angel Gomez was mentioned both those players have decided that they don't want to go there so it does look like it's going to be a straight cash deal Remember you can take a look at the Athletic Transfer Tracker for all the latest on the transfers as we head towards that windows end Jackie is back Monday but I'm off to the Super Bowl yeah I know terrible until then bye for now have a lovely week 